0: Apex, a part of the Association for Supply Chain Management, is a 60-year-old professional association attempting to make the world better through improved supply chains. The association provides best-in-class supply chain certifications for companies and individuals, as well as networking and general professional development opportunities for supply chain practitioners. The Apex coach sat down with an icon in the Apex community, Marianne Ross to gain her perspective on professional development and supply chain management. Listen to her story of working her way from driving a fork truck on the production floor to running her own company. Sounds pretty boring. So let's see if Mary Ann can prove me wrong. Mary Ann, uh, thanks for speaking with me today. Um, I'm just curious about your APEX involvement. How long have you been an APEX member?
1: I've been an APEX member since 1989. So this is my 30th anniversary in APEX.
0: 1989. Yes. That is, that, and you say it's 30, 30 years. years. It's, yes. It's easy to calculate, which is what we do in Apex. Um, Absolutely. So what was your, your first introduction to Apex? How did you I get
1: in? was a shop floor employee. I was a material handler. I drove a forklift in a medical manufacturing company in Ocala, Florida. And I asked so many questions about inventory accuracy, where did the inventory go, why wasn't it right that my bosses at the time said, go take an Apex course and see if you can't find out what we can't figure out. And um, that was it. I went to my first Apex event and I fell in love with the people, I fell in love with the um, availability of people to help me with my problems. And uh, I found a whole group of, organ, of people who wanted to talk nothing about else but inventory and production control. And uh, I was a junkie from the from the get go.
0: That seems to be the case with many, many Apex members I, I speak to, especially that have such a long history.
1: They are such giving people. I have I, I found so many I have long time friends. I have friends, you know, I've been friends with for 30 years since those first meetings
0: and looking at your uh, profile on linkedin which i guess anybody can look you up you have a lot of f's behind your name on these certifications so one, what, is, what are the certifications, and two, kind of what does the Fs represent?
1: So I have the CPIM certification. That was the first one I got. Then I got the CERM, which is a retired certification. So that's old school, isn't it? Yes. CERM was uh, certified in uh, resource management, which was a wonderful certification. I don't think right. Apex knew how to position it correctly. So I got CERM. Then I got CSCP, and then uh, two years ago, I got the CLDT certification, and so so the F either represents a high score, either earning the certification with a high score, or doing more volunteer work, more giving back to the organization in terms of presentations or involvement on the committees. I, I've been on uh, multiple committees. and as a resource in developing either the CPIM materials, the principal's materials. I was part of the pilot team for CSCP, so I got most of my Fs through <laughs> volunteer work rather than high score, although I do think I scored high enough on CSCP that I earned my fellowship that way for CSCP.
0: Um, that, that's actually a pretty difficult distinction to get. That's why I was leading to. Um, and you have what I call the triple F. Um, I don't think it's official yet, but I kind of termed it <laughs> the triple F. And from my calculations, unofficial, of course, um, I'd say there's probably less than a half a percent of the po- APEX population has the triple F, and you're one of them, so.
1: Well, thank you. I and again, that. I don't know if that's true. I, I am proud of having the Fs, the fellowship level, at all three of the certifications. And, and again, it was just because I do a lot of volunteer work, and um, I, I just love APIC, So,
0: Now, have you been involved at the chapter level in terms of... Uh going to meetings, maybe leading any chapters, those types of things?
1: So I've been president of four chapters now.
0: Four chapters.
1: Uh, Chris, I started out in, in Florida as a member of a chapter. I was not president there, but then I moved to Virginia, and I became president of the DC Metro chapter. I moved out into the suburbs of Virginia, and I was president of the Blue Ridge chapter. That's two. I was a a proxy president for one of the chapters. When I was a district manager, we had a chapter who was struggling. And so for a brief period of time, I was president of the Cumberland Valley chapter. and then I moved to Maine and I was president of the Maine chapter for there's a, three, there's four a years. There's a Maine chapter? There is yeah. right now. There is one chapter in Maine and it's based in the Portland, Maine area. And so I was president of the Maine chapter for a while.
0: And you had mentioned the district, which they're kind of now defunct, but what you were actively involved with the district. So,
1: well. yes. Yeah, so, way, way back when I was uh, like 10 and 15 years ago, Apex was. Uh, in regions there was regional uh, areas and the chapters in that area belonged to a region and then we went to a district structure we went down to like uh, seven or nine districts uh, and i was pres- i was the district manager for the mid-atlantic district for a number of years and got to work with all of the chapters in virginia ohio pennsylvania new jersey delaware maryland
0: obviously that helps grow your network it did. So you know it a lot was, of people or a lot of people know you.
1: Yeah, it was wonderful for reaching out to other volunteers and the other chapters and learning from them and then uh, giving presentations to help them improve their chapters. And then I went to the Board of Directors. I was on the APEX Board of Directors.
0: National? Yes. Our International Board yes. of Directors? Yes. I didn't realize.
1: Yeah, it was on the board of directors, I think two, 2007, eight and nine were somewhere in that area. What does that involve? It was, that was a phenomenal experience. I got to work with uh, Abe uh, at APICS headquarters oh, yeah. and with the other board members. And we were involved in uh, working on the development of the strategy and the direction that APICS would take over the, the years to, in the future. And so that was a very rewarding experience is to, you know, to sit at that level and see things from the corporate perspective of APEX. Yeah, cause I was I guess, proud of that work.
0: Yeah, we can't have volunteer-driven organizations unless we're able to make money and self-sustaining at the corporate level. So I guess that makes So you've seen both sides
1: mm-hmm.
0: and even the middle probably.
1: Yep. Good for you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: So what has been your most your most rewarding role has it been? And because you're an instructor now you've managed a chapter, you've, you've been a student, you've been on the international board level. I mean, is there anything specific that sticks out?
1: Being an instructor is the most rewarding thing that I do. Um, I, I do instruct for a living. I'm a full-time instructor, but I love teaching. I, I love helping people connect the dots. I love seeing lights go on in people's eyes when uh, we talk about the concepts and we talk about best practices and what they could do to improve their organization And, and when people earn the certification and I know that's going to help them grow their career that's the most rewarding to me so uh, I do it for a living, but I do a, a, a lot of tutoring. People just, yeah. I, I find people or they contact me and say, I'm struggling to pass this exam, or, you know, I got a 299. I, I need to get the 300 to earn my certification. And, and so I just work with them to help them improve their score and earn the certification. Because it's the certifications that grew my career. I, I was a shop floor employee. I have no college education. I am Apex developed.
0: And those, the certifications helped you from your career standpoint? Absolutely.
1: It helped me to come off the shop floor into a supervisory role. Actually, I skipped the supervisory level. That was my goal is I wanted to become a supervisor, and I went into middle management right from the shop floor because of my first CPIM certification, and and now I own my own company. And uh, it was because of the different roles, the different volunteer roles, learning to manage first a chapter and then learning to help to manage a district and uh, develop other chapters and sitting on the board of directors. I got experience in different um, management uh, concepts. I got to learn to work with uh, people. I essentially earned a college degree, if you will, through the different roles that I Filled as an APEX volunteer. So, APEX has been very good to me and I appreciate it.
0: Well, the body of knowledge is is pretty much a a degree in operations management. I mean, if you look at all the different aspects and services that we provide. uh, So, you know, I know some consulting companies and companies kind of adopt this as their standard, so that's good to know.
1: That's absolutely true. That was the technical skills, but it was the volunteer roles being the president of the chapter, working with the treasurer of the chapter, doing marketing, uh, managing conflicts between volunteers. Those were the soft skills that Apex gave to me as a result of the volunteer positions that really to me rounded out the education and enabled me to grow my career.
0: And you mentioned your passion for uh, instructing or, or mentoring people. I, I would probably say more mentoring, although you're a very good instructor as well, Thank you. having sat through a recent workshop with you, I can see, uh, see your passion. It comes out in your, in your style. And it was interesting to me how you communicated to somebody that said, look, if you ever have any questions, you know, reach out to me. Kind of like you, and I don't know if you said this, but it's what I heard is you said, you're stuck with me.
1: <laughs> I, I, I tell people that all the time, they're stuck with me, that, you know, once they take a class, they're mine, in my mind, they're, they're, they belong to me, and, um, you know, they can come back sometimes five, ten years later, people will still reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with setting my safety stock, I'm struggling, I don't remember the formula to do thus and such on the job, and uh, so that becomes a passion, is to help them figure out how to solve that problem.
0: So, Maryann, something you mentioned that, that triggered with me is uh, you say somebody comes to you with a score of two ninety nine on a certification exam. I, I see two ninety nines a lot. Is there something you know about the two ninety nine score um, that you can share with us, or what's your view on well, how people can get so close?
1: So, when I was studying for my CIRM, the second certification, the fir- that, and that was a multi exam process like CPIM was up until recently. Uh, I I failed the first of the CERM exams by 299, and I was devastated. Yes. It was like the world had ended. Uh, I got a 299. I'm a failure, and I had to go home and sleep it off pretty much. And I woke up the next morning. The sun was shining again. I realized the world doesn't end because you get a 299. So when people come to me and they say I got a 299, and they're beating themselves up, mm-hmm. it's like well. Let's step back a minute. A 299 doesn't mean you failed by just one point. It's a scaled scoring. It's a very detailed, very, uh, very closely guarded and closely developed process by APICS. Uh, and uh, so they've, they've failed by a little more than one point. It's a matter of having to get a few more questions right than they think. And so essentially it's a matter now of going back and helping them to increase their knowledge in that particular, whether it's CPIM, CSCP or CLDT, they need a little more knowledge to get over that hump. So we go back, we use the exam content manual which is available for every one of the certifications and it is the primary tool for understanding what the committee wants you to know to earn that certification. So the exam content manual to me is like the Bible relative to the committee telling us exactly what we need to know to be successful. So we go through the exam content manual. We we look to see where their scores are the lowest, what what area they're weakest in, so that we can increase their knowledge in that area of the material so that they get over that hump of that 299, and then their score is 300 points or higher, and now they have the certification.
0: Yeah, I see some people getting frustrated thinking that, you know, I just missed it by one point. Um, So I try to quell that disappointment by saying, Hey, it's, it's, it's really not one point. It's just, uh, kind of what you said, look at the exam content manual. Yep. I didn't realize we would get a free coaching session today. So, we, <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. That's good for our <laughs> listeners. Um, but what I enjoy, and I tell people about this kind of what's, what makes Apex different from many other associations is the, uh, it's a very hands-on organization. And I think you, you are the poster child of that from what I see, because you, you said you started, you know, at the, at the production floor level. You've done that. You've cycle counted. You've managed inventories. You've you've looked at production. You, you know, you've had production as a customer. Those types of things, and I think that really comes through in your teaching style, and in the types of of things that people can expect when they join Apex.
1: Well, Apex is a little family, and and you mentioned that you know it's the relationships that we build within Apex. I, I have lifelong friends now. Uh, I have friends in Canada. I have friends in Europe. I have friends in Asia, India. I, I consider them to be like family members. As a matter of fact, next weekend I am flying to Canada to visit two of my best Apex buddies. They're they're like brother and sister to me. And so, uh, you know, many times when you've been in Apex as long as I have, and you've got the certifications, you go to the conferences to see. Uh, you're long lost family members uh, so it, it's a very giving organization and,
0: um. and you're a great role model for it I enjoy the way you think and I say that only not not talking to you frequently but you know following you uh, not stalking you of course uh, on <laughs> on, you know, on LinkedIn and you're fairly active on LinkedIn in, in terms of sharing I think I see it more not promoting but sharing so I know you you recently took a trip to Europe and you were doing some things beyond just enjoying yourself what were the, you know, you're giving posts about some, how they're managing a winery or something. I Can not Can you tell me a little bit more about that trip?
1: Yes, yeah, so the, the, the primary driver for the trip was to visit my father's birthplace. Okay. And that was very uh, emotional uh, portion of the trip. But uh, aside from that, we stayed at a farm slash bed and breakfast. Okay. And my business partner in supply chain mavens, uh, Joni Holman went with my family on the trip and uh, the farm produces wine they grow their grapes they produce wine they have olive trees they they uh, process olives uh, at that time of year Uh, they lavender is their big product and uh, so is saffron so right now very soon they will be planting their their bulbs to harvest their saffron in the fall. So it's a cold weather crop. And so saffron is a product that we didn't get to spend a lot of time with, but we got to watch how uh, lavender, uh, the essence of lavender, the, the leaves and the flower are distilled into lavender oil. We got to bring some lavender oil home. Uh, what, you know, there's a lot of talk in Apex right now about the circular economy yeah. and sustainability. And one of the things that really fascinated me was watching how everything on that farm is utilized. Uh, they had the chickens, and of course, they they get their eggs, and they make many of their items. Uh, you know, from their chickens, but their cows. The, the, you know, they have the milk. They make cheese uh one morning we were watching they were cutting down um bamboo overgrown bamboo shoots and i thought well surely they're going to take that and burn it or they're going to throw it on a compost heap uh to you know to uh, recycle it that way and the next morning we watched them building poles for their green for their beans so it was again it was just fascinating to me that everything gets used so of course, you know, my supply chain interest yeah. came out. I had to watch everything that was being done in Italy and relating it back to supply chain, because it's my passion. Well, if that's what
0: you enjoy, you yeah, might as well do exactly it in a place right. you're having fun as well. Yeah. I laughed when I, when I saw that because I, I did something similar, took a trip to Hawaii, and uh, you know it's just a chain of islands if you've been to Hawaii, and they have to move things with container ships. But it's on a barge. I don't know if you've seen that. but, And we're sitting there at the resort, and I see a barge going by with a container. And I, and I started taking pictures. My wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is fascinating supply stuff. It's yeah. a supply chain. That's, they don't have a big enough port, so they've got to bring it on a barge. I'd never seen that before. Absolutely. So I, I, I chuckled when I saw that. I, was, I knew exactly how you were thinking. So you talked about the circular economy. Yeah, I agree. Um, that and the triple bottom line are, are, are very prevalent in much of the body of knowledge. We recently spoke with... Uh, I was looking up his name, Peter. Uh,
1: Bolstoff from Apex. Yeah, mm-hmm. we
0: spoke with him um, on a on a prior pod- podcast, and he's talking about the new uh, the new supply chain certifications, and you said you have some involvement with that?
1: I was very fortunate. My partner, my business partner, Joni Holman, and I uh, were invited to sit in on the pilot uh, of the enterprise certification, this new wonderful product that Apex is rolling out as a tool for our companies for the uh, the enterprises and think of it as a iso certification for an organization relative to their economic their 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 policies procedures relative to economics environment and ethics and it really uh, really struck a chord with me in uh, getting to see these standards and the criteria that will be used to evaluate a company relative to their performance in all areas. You know, of course, companies have to pay attention to the bottom line and they have to earn a profit and they, they need to use best practices for that, but we also have to be respectful of the environment. It's our responsibility to protect this planet. For our children, our grandchildren, and the generations to come. And also, we have to act in an ethical way. Uh, we have to be good citizens. We have to be, uh, be good supply chain partners. So seeing this, this certification process, asking a company to assess itself and then be assessed by the organization to this criteria is uh, is just an awesome product. I can't say enough about it, and I'm really excited to see how organizations embrace this to continuously drive their uh, their improvement, the transformation of themselves and their supply chain partners. So that was very rewarding.
0: And you're you're staying involved with it, though, from what I understand. I am staying you're...
1: involved in it. Uh, the thought was that my partner and I could become part of the assessment team, but the, then there's the passion that we have for training. So our thought is we want to be, we want to learn enough, and we want to be able to train the assessors that Apex will need, as companies begin to uh, look to them to uh, use this product, this new certification, to improve themselves.
0: Yeah, I look forward to. Uh, I think that's going to be a big change for supply or a big impact to supply chains, and I look forward to watching this evolve.
1: It's a tremendous product and I think that companies really need to think about embracing it and using it to drive their transformation.
0: Now you've mentioned um, a couple times supply chain mavens so what is that?
1: So two years ago my business partner Joni Holman and I decided that uh, while we love being involved in chapters and uh, being volunteers we make our living teaching Apex courses and we needed to serve our customers faster and we needed to streamline the process of uh, getting courses up and running and serving our customers and so we are now considered to be a four Profit partner to Apex. We are a premier channel partner, so this is a little different than the traditional volunteer model of chapters here in the United States. This is more like the model that is used in the rest of the world.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know Mexico has some big, yeah, a good partner down there. Yeah. I don't know about Europe.
1: Europe has some well-established four. Profit partners. So yeah,
0: because the chapters in the states are nonprofits, 501c6, non- exactly right. most yeah. of the time. So that's the differentiation. Yeah. That's nice, okay. and and so you're offering APIC certification. Anything else?
1: Primarily the APIC certifications, the CPIM, csep CLDT. We are we are each studying now for score, but I think that our score interest is again more training. And uh, the enterprise certification is based on the SCORE model. Uh, We, every once in a while, write a course for a company, or we tailor a um, a workshop or a one-day seminar. We go in to help with a specific problem. But I I love teaching the certifications. Uh, I also like teaching the APICS principles programs. Yeah.
0: You seem to be pretty much a staple in that space. When I'm looking at the seminar schedules, you're kind of all around the country. Uh, teaching the, 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 the principal's classes.
1: I get a lot of passion uh, for MRP and inventory, accuracy and control. And, uh, and dem- I do demand management, but I, I'm really passionate about the inventory and the MRP courses.
0: So essentially you're, you're available for, you can teach, you can help chapters around the country, kind of supplement their supply as an instructor, and then you also teach straight as, as a supply chain maven.
1: Yes, we do. We still do a lot of work with chapters, uh, we've developed a model so that the chapter still benefits financially if we have to come in and, and supplement their teaching staff. And uh, we've developed a stable, so it's not just Joni and I, but we are using other master instructors to uh, as subcontractors so that we can handle the work for multiple chapters. Uh, we do face-to-face courses which of course there's still an interest in and we do web classes as well so if there's students any hour of the day or night we're ready to teach them
0: is there anything else you'd like to
1: plug or I would like to plug the Apex staff the, the paid uh, professionals at Apex headquarters that work really really hard to ensure that we have the tools that we need to do what we do I, Kudos to all of the volunteers. Uh, so many individuals give their time and their passion to Apex, and uh, I, you know, it's still, I so much admire that and still like to be part of that.
0: And something else I always like to end with um, for the future of our supply chain professionals, um, do you have any words of wisdom for somebody just starting out in their career or, or interested in getting into supply chain management?
1: I would say go for an APIC certification, uh, whatever it takes. Uh, all of my certifications up until the point of uh, being a, a chapter president, I paid for myself. I paid for my CPIM out of my own pocket. I paid for my CERM certification out of my own pocket and, and at the time my ex-husband and I struggled to say is this going to be you know worth it this is at that time seemed like a lot of money to be putting out yeah. uh, and people look at it that way as wow what an invest you know what a cost it's an investment you're investing if, if Apex if supply chain is a job to you then it's a cost if this is your career choice, it's an investment in yourself and in your career. So I did Apex, I did the, the two certifications, I also paid out of my own pocket for a Dale Carnegie course in order to develop the leadership, the, the personal skills, the personal relationship type of skills. And I will tell you to this day, I would say that those two investments made the difference for me. Yeah. Um, so learn as much as you can never stop learning I'm 65 years old and I to me when I stop trying to learn will be the day that I'm ready to start dying because learn 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 from each other invest in yourself and continuously improve
0: well from what I've seen you're an excellent apex ambassador somebody I'm glad to to say I know and had a chance to meet and uh, I would just tell anybody listening if you're interested in apex uh, either the principles or certifications, check out the apix.org website and and, uh, check her schedule. And if you can attend one of her events, I'd strongly encourage it. So anything else?
1: That's it, Chris. Thank you.
0: Mary Ann presents a compelling story and inspiration on how you could leverage APICS and professional development to improve your career and life. The certifications currently offered by Apex are CPIM for manufacturing, planning, and control, CLTD for logistics, transportation, and distribution, and CSCP for an overall supply chain perspective. And remember, supply chain is boring.